This show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a match. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening. By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig. Homer, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast, episode number 80. I looked at my time hop, and two years ago we were doing episode number seven, and here we are on episode number 80. Apparently two years ago I talked about the time timekeeper in uh, Tomorrowland and uh, something having to do with the gingerbread houses and something else, but here we are, 73 episodes later. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us, for downloading, for uh, for subscribing, for rating, reviewing on Apple iTunes or podcasts or whatever they call it. Of course, we're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, and all those podcast type of places. Now, I've got a lot to get to today, okay? And I do apologize for not having a show last week. Life happens. It just does. And, and I will tell you to the audience, I've had a few people reach out to me. Hey, where's the show? Did the show happen? That kind of thing. And, and uh, I just I couldn't do it. So I will tell you the audience, I'm not going to apologize for not doing a show. I will tell you uh, dear audience that if I don't do a show, it's not because I don't love you, not because I don't want to do it. It's just because life happens and I couldn't get to it. But I will make up for it today because we will have double the awesome on this episode besides just me. My good friend Sarah is coming on in a few minutes. We're going to talk some Disney news and we'll talk Run Disney. Now, you could say she's a guest and she is, but she's going to be kind of my guest co-host today because we're going to kind of do the whole show together. Uh, her name is Hi-Ho Sarah. She's the Parker Preston Travel, and she's a Run Disney expert. And it's Hi-Ho Sarah as in Snow White, not because she's a woman of ill repute, you know, on an elevated platform. It is Hi-Ho Sarah. Sarah, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank Wonderful. you for having me on today. Well, I am so glad you are here. It's, uh, you are you a bright spot on the show. You sound good. New microphone. You're like, hey, I got my fancy schmancy new microphone so I can start doing all these podcast appearances. <laughs> you know, you've been on mine and a couple others, I think. I think uh, The No Guilt Life with Patty. I think you've done hers. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. anything else or just, just ours so far? It's just this so far. I mean, you're my first with my big fancy microphone. Well, so. you'll, you'll get there as, as the world awakens to your to your awesomeness of podcasting. <laughs> They'll be like, we got to get a hi-ho Sarah on here on the show so uh so let's just go ahead and kick this thing off with some disney news well howdy folks let's gather around here's some disney news from around these parts and around the world Not a whole lot, not a whole lot going on. A little small hits here. We're just gonna throw them out there. Uh, first of all, the NBA experience offering these vast discounts to pass holders. If you're a pass holder, you can get it for like nineteen dollars. Where right now the average price I think is like thirty four for adults, like thirty one for kids or something like that. Um, am I right in saying that the NBA experience is not doing very well? Is is that your thought? I don't went to it. What do you think? Think it is. I did. I got to go on an agent education program last week, and they right. kind of threw it in there for us. They gave right. us tickets. They let us check it out, and I think please it's- look at this link. Please tell your clients about. It, please yeah. yes yeah yes and so i think they're struggling with it a little bit yeah i can see it. it just doesn't it doesn't look appealing to me it's not something i want to do it's not something i i don't know it just doesn't it it's kind of hard for me because i actually actively dislike basketball okay well that, <laughs> there you go 
Um, but going in there, it is a really cool experience. They have a lot of really neat things to do. It's well-designed. It's really, it would be super fun if you were a basketball fan. Right. But I, I just it, don't think a ton of basketball fans are going to Disney. Well, and, and this is not to get political at all. I'm not going to go down that road. But I do know that the NBA has kind of had some issues, some, some image problems in the last, say, year or so with some various things going on. And I'm wondering when they finally decided – of course, they planned these things years in advance. Mm-hmm. So the NBA experience that opened up, I guess, earlier this year probably was planned in like 2016 and 2017, at least on paper, of, hey, let's do an experience or whatever. And at that time, I think NBA was kind of on a higher level. And I think it's the image has kind of taken a hit through various – issues that they've had and i'm wondering if they kind of wish they had done like a college football experience or something because Uh, that i would go to like a heartbeat it was nba i was Uh like it should be football yeah like i would go nuts if it were football yeah and i probably wouldn't participate in the activities as much because i don't like to play football right but i can guarantee you i would have gone and taken pictures right like i would have i would have wanted to experience it more than i would have basketball did you ever did you ever go to disney quest where you do ever step foot in there you ever play in there i didn't i didn't either like i know i don't know a lot of people that did and i really wish i and i know it was dated when they closed it it was like very old school stuff and i kind of wish they had just redone that and even made like an old school arcade where they didn't have to update it you know like tomorrowland is supposed to be tomorrow of the future and a, a year later it's out of date but you make it retro you know, and they do something. I think they could have done that, but if scrunchies can come back in style, so can old school video games. You know what? I'm wearing my friend's shirt right now, and friends <laughs> all the rage right now, even though it's a 25 year old show. And so, yeah, so you're right. You're right. Um, Penn Central, and our, now I know you're a, a metal fan because I, <clears throat> I see the, the run medals behind you there on the wall, like 45,000 of them. So, Got are you a, a pen collector at all? Do you collect? I, pen yes and no. More so, no. Like, I don't really know the pin world. Right. But when I went on the keys to the kingdom tour with my family, like six years ago, we discovered pin trading and mm-hmm. went like nuts with it. And then when I had the little babies, we stopped because you couldn't wear the pins cause they would pull on them and we'd right. lose them. But right. now they're getting older, which you know, and uh-huh. so they're kind of getting into it. So yes. I can see us entering back into the yes, pin trading it's, atmosphere. It's, uh, we'll have to do an episode one day on pin collecting and pin trading because I can yeah. talk all about that. As much as you love Run Disney, I can talk <laughs> about pins. Uh, one is definitely more exercise than the other. But yes, <laughs> uh, over at Epcot, now when you walk into Epcot and you go up the hill, there's there's a Spaceship Earth on your left. But kind of in the middle there, there's that, like kiosk and it's got the tent over it and everything. And that was kind of your pin central. That was kind of the pin location. Um, one of the best actually in all four parks. It's It's a great location. And when I found out they were closing it, I was very sad because I'm a pen collector and I love going there. A lot of the new pens are there and Epcot is very good about having Epcot exclusive pens because they have like 17 festivals during the year. Like when one festival ends, the next one starts the next day. And, and so they have all the new, you know, the food and wine festival pens, the festival, whatever, but they're moving it. They're not closing it. They're moving it down to Penn Central, down to the camera center, which opens early December, which is really exciting, which I think is really cool because it's going to be a bigger space. Uh, mm-hmm. So it'll be like partly pins and partly camera stuff, whatever. Um, so that's good. That's moving. Primeval World is reopening seasonally. I love Primeval World, a one-time attraction. It's like Space Mountain. I ride it once, and I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it is like a crazy teacup on steroids kind of, kind of ride, but um, – I can see this going the way of Stitch's Great Escape because officially Disney never closed Stitch's Great Escape. They just never reopened it after like January of what, 2018, I think it was yeah. when they closed it. So um, yeah, now it's just a Stitch meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's the, the death nail of seasonal. <laughs> Although Stitch is easy to, I mean, it's a building. So you go in there, they can do th- close off certain rooms and have certain rooms to do with. Probably the world's right there out in the open. So if they close it's it, a you got, big this, one. you got this and massive structure. And I'll tell structure. you that, 
ride scares me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like I'll ride it and every time I'm on it, I immediately regret getting on it because it scares me. <laughs> well, my problem with it is it's like when it was made, I don't know how and why the cars were made, but somebody in that, that decision-making process was like, hey, I think the average human only weighs 140 pounds and is a size three because you get in there and it's tight. It is tight quarters in that thing. You sit down, especially if you're with four other adults, you pull that bar over you, all four of you sitting together and you're like, can't move, and I'm, which I guess yeah. is the point. My kid loves it because he's seven and he's like four foot six or whatever. He's tiny. Uh, I don't know how tall he is to be honest with you, but um, you know, he gets in there. He's great. Me, I'm like all squeezed up there and I'm all like, it's just, it's rough. If I get a chance to get back over there and ride it again when it's open this season, I probably will because I agree with you. I think it's on its way out. I do too. I I just think they're trying to find something to replace it with. I could, I mean, I would love to see another little, like Goofy Sky School is kind of similar to that at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see a replacement, the same kind of coaster, maybe with more modern technology where it's not quite so rough and quite so horrible, you know? So that'll be (laughs) reopening. And finally, final bit of news here, Cinderella is coming to the Morning Magic. Now, Magic Kingdom has the Morning Magic where you pay a certain price, like $80, $90 for per person, which theoretically is actually not bad. Uh, when I did it, um, basically they opened it up for like, like an hour and a half before the park opens or around the time the park opens. You get in early. When I did it, I got the ride Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, Seven Doors Mine Train, as much as we wanted for about two hours. We got free breakfast there at Pinocchio's Village House. Well, now they've opened it up to Small World as well. I think uh, the teacups or Dumbo or something else is open. There's a bunch of attractions open. And now Cinderella, uh, the sisters, and Prince Charming will all be wandering around in the area. They're going to be doing magical enhancements to the food at Cosmic Rays for breakfast. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like carousel muffins or <laughs> that know. means these meals are going to be very instagrammable yeah very I'll good yeah <laughs> yes you'll tell you'll know it's a travel planner or an instagram influencer because you see them taking pictures on the table it's, <laughs> yeah. it's when i went in september i went with about four or five other agents and you could tell who we were because when they brought out our dinner be our guests all of our cameras were out we were all taking pictures and stuff hold this up okay got it no don't bite that yet hold on hold it take it turn it Okay, good. Take a picture. Mm-hmm. And we're all swapping pictures and stuff. And it's just, it's, I felt so stupid because I'm in my 40s taking a picture of a, of a teacup or a muffin. But I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be great for my website. And just, yeah. Oh, yeah. We literally <laughs> had an Instagram waffle that passed around to everybody. That's hilarious. That everybody just touched and moved and no one ate the waffle. Well, but- it's the husband of one of the agents who himself was not an agent. He was like, Y'all just send me the pic. Y'all just send her the picture so I can eat. He just started eating. We're all taking pictures and stuff. And you know, food's getting cold. Come on. <laughs> so that's our Disney news. And let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I want to talk about Run Disney. And you are a Run Disney expert. I met you on a on Disneyland AEP several years ago. And ever since then, I've kind of followed your journey. I've kind of stalked you on. I mean, casually observed you on Instagram. <laughs> but I know that you go through a lot of Run Disney, uh, Run Disney adventures. I mean, you're running all the time. I see. Like, literally, I know the audience can't see this, but I I could count probably. 30 medals behind you on the walls. They are various sorts yeah, of sizes. Yeah, there's a lot back there. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about uh, the last time you were on. We talked a little bit about Run Disney. But um, Run Disney, of course, is a program that Disney has where they do marathons. They do 5Ks, things like that, a couple of times a year. And uh, so I'm, I'm just going to ask you some questions here. How did you get started with Run Disney? What, what made you decide, I want to start running marathons through Disney World? Okay, so it's kind of a long story. I'll try to keep it brief. But um, back... Several years ago, I was going through infertility and was very frustrated, was trying to find an outlet. And I decided that I wanted to run a half marathon and I wanted to pick a really cool one, a good goal. And I had some friends say, Hey, Disney does 
this half marathon at this food and wine festival. And I was like, these are all things that I love. So I convinced my dad to do it with me. And we trained for like a solid year leading up to this first race. And after that race, I was like, this is it. This is so much fun. I have such a blast. I had signed up then for the Tinkerbell half marathon, which was at Disneyland. Unfortunately, Disneyland races are currently on hiatus. Right. Um, but I just kept, I just loved it so much. And eventually I did um, get pregnant and I was at Disney World with my family about seven months pregnant and I was sitting in our room in Coronado and I was like, you know, I don't want to go back to a real job. I, I want to <laughs> go to Disney World and I want to run these races and have my babies and just have this awesome life. And so I had heard through like different Facebook groups that travel agents put together these packages. And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. And so I figured out how to do it. And here I am like five, six years later, living the dream. <laughs> how, many do you think you, how many do you think you've run? Like how many races? Well, I don't say races. How many events do you think you've gone to? I know an event can encompass like three or four or five races sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, I, the past several years I've gone to them all and they have four or five a year. So I would say probably roughly 30, 35, maybe even more. So probably an average of maybe two to three races. So you're probably looking at over 100 races. Oh, easy. Yeah. And everyone gets a medal. Is that correct? I mean, if you finish, if you complete. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then if you do the challenges, mm -hmm. you get a medal for the 10K, a medal for the half, and then another medal for doing them both. So they so, really know how to get you. So a typical event would be like, you can, you can take your pick. You can do a 5K, 10K, maybe a full marathon, a half marathon. Let's just say there are four events. Mm -hmm. And then a challenge would be doing two, three, four, like whatever they say your challenge is, doing a combination Correct. of those or doing all of them, which I think is the dopey challenge maybe. Yes. Do so all of them in like two days or three days? The majority of the race weekends include a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Um. The challenge is typically the 10K and the half put together. So on a regular Run Disney weekend, you can potentially earn four, four medals. Mm -hmm. You'll get the 5K medal, and then you'll get the 10 and half and challenge medal if you do all the races. In January is when they have the one full marathon. And there are two challenges with, the, with that January full marathon experience. The Goofy Challenge, which is the half marathon and the full marathon, and then the Dopey Challenge, which is the five, <laughs> ten, half, and full. Right. And if you do the Dopey Challenge, you also have done the Goofy Challenge, and so you get that medal <laughs> as well. <laughs> so you get a whole. Bunch I'm so of tired right now. <laughs> My feet hurt right now, and all I'm doing is sitting here. <laughs> So there are all, there's all those. Now, tell me about, and, and I don't know if you've done these or not, but I know there are also challenges on the cruises, on Castaway Key. There are. You do certain ones on, on those. How do those when work? When you what go, I believe that every Disney cruise that stops at Castaway, there is a, a 5K. And it's just something you sign up for when you get on the boat, and you go and you do it, and it's a blast. Well, they have a specific cruise that leaves the Monday after marathon weekend. And if you run any race distance during the marathon, anywhere from 5K to the mm -hmm. full marathon, and then you board the cruise, there's a special race that takes place super early in the morning. It's different than the regular 5K. So regular cruise guests can sign up for the 5K and go and run right. at like 8 or 9 a.m. that right. day. But this one's early in the morning. Um, you get a special – you get the finisher medallion that everybody else gets, but then you also get a special – castaway challenge now have you done this one 
I have done it once. I did it in 2017 and I will be doing it in 2020. Nice. Very nice. I'm very excited because Captain Minnie is on that medal. Of course. course. (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) Very fun. Okay. So what makes... What makes these uh, these experiences different than other marathons? Let's just say you sign up for one down the road for you know a, a diabetes charity. You're doing a 5K or 10K for charity. And I know you're running through the park, so the aesthetics around you are great. Mm-hmm. But what else is different about running a Disney marathon versus something you would run locally? They have characters out on the course. Um, the whole atmosphere of running these races is just a little bit different than your local 5K. So you'll have... People will be dressed up. Some people are dressed up in the most outrageous and ridiculous costumes you've seen. pictures, yeah. They are amazing. And how do you run in some of those? I'm, I look at that. I'm like, I don't oh, know what you're doing. How do you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a, I like my themed outfits. Right, right. <laughs> like they're still pretty good running attire, but and they're themed. But I had some friends run. I had a friend run um, this couple weeks ago dressed as Baloo with the full – like plushy oh head gosh. to toe. I mean, it was the most insane costume that, that I've seen. That makes me sweat right now thinking about that. That's oh, yeah. insane. Oh yeah. That's, that's crazy. So, all right. So let's, let's walk through run Disney. Let's walk through, let's say you sign up for a 5k and a 10k. Okay. Yeah. And it's, um, what are the races that are next year? Now we have the princess marathon in February. There's the, the marathon weekend, which is kind of the big one in January princess marathon, the light side, dark side, star Wars in April. Yeah. Um, and then next, like next, there's nothing for the summer. Is that correct? They go to the correct. fall. Yeah. It's way too stinking okay. hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she called it like the death run or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, how long is the marathon? It's 200 yards. Most people don't make it. <laughs> I mean, there's water stops all along the way. Um, you, you can jump into the splash mountain pool. Uh, but, uh, and then in the fall you have the wine and dine and those, those are four. Am I missing one? Is there one? That, no, those are the okay, four, are four that okay. are at Walt Disney World. Right. Now, for the summer, they do a virtual race series. Mm-hmm. Um, and this summer is actually going to be pretty cool. They had people vote on the theme, and they're going to be parks-related. Nice. So you can just – you basically are just getting online and buying your cool medals. Right. But you run at home. And right. I do it because I just think the theme is adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that. then there's also two race weekends in Paris. And you've been to at least one of those. That's, that's I did. You did that last time you were on the show. Year. You talked about that. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing you're going back the to Paris for that. The first time this year I did mm-hmm. Paris. And I'm trying real hard to do them both next year. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince the family that I need two trips to Paris in one calendar year, but we'll see. <laughs> Have you seen this picture? They move these garbage cans around. I've got to go back so I can experience <laughs> these things to tell my clients. And I'll do a race while I'm there, of course. But <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They opened up a new ride like six years ago. I need to go back and experience it. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just say we signed up for the the, the wine and dine. It's a year one, okay? okay? You got just signed up for the wine and dine. Um, so you got a full year. What does it look like? I mean, obviously there's training involved. You want to get ready for it. If somebody, you know, maybe they run a little bit, they're not really into running, but they're going to start training some. And, and we can talk later about like training stuff like that. Kind of, that's mm-hmm. kind of different. But you know, leading up to what are the, what's the time frame? I know you fill out, uh, or you come to myself or you to say, hey, let's get me signed up. We get you a mm-hmm. park package um, with your registration and stuff. And you get a, you get a bib. I guess. Uh, yes. Of course, that's, that's what your, it's. You, your yeah, that's bib is what you're purchasing, and right. that's that little piece of paper you right. attach to your body. And you fill out all the information, my pace and my whatever. Is there anything in there that, that people don't know about? They need to know kind of going into that. I mean, what, what's just a simple registration or, or it what? is a relatively straightforward registration. You pick out your shirt size, mm-hmm. which you can nine times out of 10, if it's the wrong size, you can exchange it at the expo. They usually right. have extras and that, that can happen. Um, 
you do need to enter a proof of time. So for the half marathon, if you plan on finishing the half marathon in under two hours and 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. you need to prove that you can do it. Uh, So you enter in your proof of time, which is typically it's, you know, the race name, the distance, how, uh, where it was located, what your time was, and then you need to have a link to those results for them to verify it. Right. And so then when run Disney is getting all of the corral information together, they will put you in the right corral. So the faster you run, the earlier you start with runners that are around the same pace as you are. And it just Mm kind of helps. Right. Realistically, it helps, you know. You would think they'd put the slow runners first so they'd have more time to run. <laughs> you would think, but then all those fast people back there have to bob and weave. That's and very true. There very, is very a science true. to yeah. it. I don't yeah. quite understand it, but there, there is a way that they, that they put these runners. And so if you want to um, be in the right area, you need to put in that proof of time. And there is a proof of time deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will always remind my runners when that is coming up to make sure you can go in and update. Cause a lot of people will do some local races at home to try to get a good proof of time because when they're at Disney, they like to stop for pictures. Right. So their normal 10 K time might be 30 minutes longer than, you know, and so well, what do you what do you do though if let's say you haven't run an official half marathon? You know, you know you're ready for it. You've been running it. You've been running mm-hmm. and training and practicing whatever. But there's no official time. Do you just tell Disney, hey, I don't have an official time. I'm guesstimating because this is what it is. Or just you just have to go to the back with the with the poor people in the commoners. You gotta go in later. the back. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> if you don't gotcha. have a proof of time, you've uh-huh. got to go in the back. And, and then maybe this will be your people. proof of time for next time, basically. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And what I'll tell people is if you can run a, a two and a half hour half marathon, but uh-huh. you don't have an official proof of time time go ahead and put in 245 right and so then you can try to be as close in those those first corrals um but if you don't have a proof of time then they'll you'll be in the back but it's okay, okay. That makes sense. um i wouldn't it's actually that leads me into another thing that i do every year for the princess half marathon uh this started with a friend of mine started doing this he runs a facebook group and was just so sick and tired of all of these people complaining that they were in the last corral you know, he's like, I know that you can have a good race no matter where you start. And so one year at Princess, he started with, they're called the balloon ladies. Mm-hmm. They're the women that start, they're the last people that start and they keep the pace. And um, they, if they pass you, you're at risk of being swept off the course. Right. So he's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to be the last person that starts this race. Right. And he had a great race and it has slowly turned into this challenge that we call the dead last start. And so at princess, I've done this for two years. I'll be Mm -hmm. doing it again this year. Mm -hmm. I start with the balloon ladies at the very, very back. Right. And I run a great race. I have a blast. I still am able to stop for pictures and it's just proof that you can, you can have a great race no matter where you start. Right. Now, when you say swept off the course, that of course is, you know, the parks have to open. They don't just stay open for you. They have to open. So at some point in time, they have to come behind you and say, you know what? You're not going to finish this in time. Exactly. This park is about to open. And we've got to get you out of here. So they, they just pick you up basically and just they you know, do. They throw you in a van and drag you course. off. And, you know. They have buses along the course. They're called right. the parade buses. Right. And if you do not maintain a 16-minute mm-hmm. mile, mm-hmm. you do run the risk of being swept. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, you know, of course they don't shame you or anything. Hey, uh, no, you, you know, get hey, your medal hey, too. Hey, they lazy. Hey, Slowpoke. Hey, hey Turtle Boy. Come over here. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. So we've, we've got signed up. We've done our proof of time. We've got our registration leading into the weekend. You know, we, you know, we got our package. We're staying at the weekend at, uh, at, at let's say, Port Orleans Riverside. We're all excited and everything like that. Talk a little bit about the early morning process. What, what time do you get there? And, and I don't know if they're all kind of the same times or – They are. 
Okay, so what time do we get there? What does that look like early in the morning before the race even starts? Typically, the races are scheduled to start at about 5.30 in the morning. That's and really that is early. Very early. And I always joke that that's the hardest part about the Dopey Challenge is waking up that early that many mm. days in a row. Um, this year, I believe the full marathon is starting at 5. <sighs> So it's, it's early. Um, I usually will get up around two or two 30. Mm-hmm. I get ready. I drink a bunch of coffee and then I, I, I like to be out there really early. I like to get into my corral and sit. Uh, the start time is a blast. They've got entertainment. They've got characters out. They've got food and beverage. So it's kind of a party before you even get started. Right. Okay. And it's, it's, I don't mind being up that early, but I'm also an early morning person. So well, you know, if you're an agent and you do fast passes and dining, then you're up that early anyway. <laughs> 5 a.m. to me is like, that's like, you know, when, when six months from now is spring break or six months from now is Christmas week, I'm up every day you know, of the week doing, doing dining anyway. So it's understandable. Yeah. Um, all right. So the race time is getting near. I'll say it's 4.30, 4.45. It's 5 o'clock. It's approaching. You know, is there a whole, the whole like three, two, one, go kind of thing? Do they just drop rope or they just open the gates or how, I mean, what? What's happening? So What's everybody happening? will get into your corral and mm-hmm. they'll walk the corrals up. And, and more recently, they've had larger corrals with a wave start. Mm-hmm. So A is usually the elite athletes. They say, well, they'll do the wheelchairs, then A's go. And then once they get into the bigger corrals, there'll be three or four starts for each wave. And the coolest part about it is when they shoot off fireworks for the beginning of the race, mm-hmm. everybody gets fireworks. So nice. even if you're the last person that starts in the back of the last corral, you're going to get the same grand send off as the elite athletes in corral A. Now, is it hard? Now the characters are all along the path, correct? They and, are. And, and I'm, I'm, I've seen that there are characters that aren't normally in the parks. You'll see some yes. a character. Like, what are some characters you've seen that you've never seen in the parks before, or that you hardly ever see that you? I into? got. They had the bowling hat guy out. Oh, that is awesome! Bowler hat guy. Last one. Um, and they'll have a lot of just unique like the adventure club was out mm-hmm. at the half marathon this last time um some people some guys from robin hood were out i can't remember their official little name. john friar tuck yes. prince yeah. john you know, yeah. they'll they'll just yep. have some of these characters that you're just not used to seeing right and those are the ones that i'll i'll, I'll try and stop for because it's the only opportunity that i'm going to get to get a picture with. does them. it does it hurt your momentum when you're running and you got a pace going and everything and you're like okay this is good whatever and all of a sudden you stop you stop for five minutes take a picture with the character i mean does it is it hard to get back into a rhythm again or is it just i you're just think so used if you're to really it? if you're really pushing it and you're uh-huh. big like i want to run and get there as quick as possible and set a pr it could right but I joke that I train for Disney races. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's part of my training <laughs> to stop right. and wait in line for 10 minutes to take a picture with Dopey and then keep going, you know? Right. Well, it's almost like kind of a rest. That would be great too, because I'd be like every 10 minutes I get to stop and stand <laughs> here for a minute and sit down in line and, you know, and uh, yeah. sir, I'm sorry, you've been with, you've been with Dopey now for 35 minutes. You need to move on. <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> fine. Okay. Good deal. So, all right. So you're running and everything and you keep pace. Maybe, you finish, you finish wherever it is you finish. Um, is there like a, the string across there? I mean, I, I'm assuming there's what, a couple of hundred people maybe doing these races at one time. Is oh, that right? there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> there's a bunch. Thousands, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're all, so, I mean, you obviously cross the finish line. You'll cross the finish line sometimes with 10 people, 50 people, a hundred people, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, just all kind of going together one big block. That's, right. is that hard to run with that many people? I mean, in the beginning, it can be more of a challenge because everybody's getting started. And mm-hmm. so there are places along the course that you will run into gridlock. And I always right. tell people, you know, just be patient. Right. Everybody's running their race. You know, no one's trying to, to win. 
you know, right. like it's just it, be patient and, and it's, you'll be fine. Right. Uh, usually by the end of the races, things have lightened up and evened out and you might be crossing the finish line with 10 other people, but you've got plenty of room. Right. Right. Well, what I'm imagining is when I went down to the smugglers run galaxy's edge, they walk you <laughs> through the park and you're in this parade of like 300 people and you have to mm-hmm. walk shuffle very slowly all the way through the park. And I'm just like, I can't imagine running in something like this. They're all running in a pack and stuff, but yeah, obviously everybody spreads out and thins out. I've never done a marathon. I've never done a half marathon. I very seldom run unless I have to run. Um, which, is terrible for me because running actually I drop weight like this when I run I just don't ever get well you're a guy of course you well yeah and that's my my (laughs) wife hates it she's like I can't believe you run half a mile and you're like 10 pounds lighter in three days and I'm like I know and I'm (laughs) eating pound cake and drinking a coke I'm like yeah exactly um so what would you tell somebody who wants to get ready for a for a Disney marathon now obviously this is going to go into training we don't want to dive into whole like how do you train and process because that's a different podcast but just you know, maybe they want to train for a Disney marathon, not necessarily a regular marathon or a regular half mm-hmm. marathon or whatever. What would you tell somebody who wants to do these things? One of the cool things that run Disney. And by someone, a- I mean me. What would you tell me you. who wants to do this? I get yes. you. I, yes. I'm I mean, picking up. I, I mean, I mean a friend, a friend, a friend. Yes. Disney has a really cool relationship with a man named Jeff Galloway, who is an Olympic runner. I've and heard of he, him. Yes, he is. And one of the nicest guys in the world. I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. And he has written training programs specifically for these races. And so you can go on rundisney.com and they have training, I believe, anywhere from the 5K up to the Dopey Challenge. Mm-hmm. And he's laid it all out and has tips and guides. And, you know, that's where I would start. If you open up his training program and you think, and eh, that's not for me, there are so many different training programs that you can look at. Um, online, like if you were doing a 5k, there's the couch to 5k program. There's all sorts of different things that you can do, uh, to help prepare for these races. I'm surprised that you haven't done your own training program. Like you're some sort of putting, like seriously, put together some sort of own Park and Preston training, how to train for marathon, kind of walk through kind of thing. I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. might be in the works. You should. Um, You You could easily do an ebook and sell it for like 99 cents to the masses. You'd make make pretty good money on that. I think people would buy it. We are actually talking to a couple of different trainers and, and putting together some different ideas uh, for the runners that book with me, um, mm-hmm. access into some some training programs. Because your agency specializes in Run Disney. I know yes. you do other stuff too, but Run Disney is kind yes. of your jam. Run Disney is kind of my jam. Okay, And gotcha. that's why I got started and that's what I love. So that's where I put most of my energy into right. it. Well, you know, for the audience, full disclosure, we're we're two different agencies. I work yes. with the Ponda Star Travel. You're at Park and Preston. And I would love to help you with your Run Disney trip. But if you go to Sarah, that is not going to hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> I mean, it really, really isn't. Uh, and I know, and I've actually... I've actually sent a, pe- a person here, you you, here, or there. Just you I'm have. like, I can't deal with this big group. I don't know what to do here. And you're like, I got it. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, wonderful. I, I love this. This is great. And so you're going to have to help me get on this because I feel like 2021, I could do a marathon. I could do something. I could do a running you could racing totally, kind of thing. You could do a 5k. You could do a 10k. I mean, and you could do a half or a full if you wanted right. to. Well, about uh, this is two years ago. I was in this training where I was because in eighth grade, Long, mm-hmm. long time ago, I remember I was running like a seven and a half minute mile because I was Holy scrawny. Cow. I was tiny and just, you know, we'd run in the, I think you had to run around the, around the football field like four and a half or five times around the track. And, you know, I was, because I was tiny. I was like running, running, whatever, because my metabolism was awesome. I'd eat like, <laughs> literally, I would eat six pieces of fried chicken and still be hungry because I was you know, 13. Uh, but, but 
nowadays not so much um about two years ago i wanted to do this this oh my own little program if i wanted to get back to a nine minute mile i was like if i can get a nine minute mile that's just something just an achievement of i did it i got all the way down to nine and a half miles my i think when i first started my mile was like 12 and a half and i worked my way over the course of two months down to a nine and a half minute mile and, that's impressive. Well, I, I had a trampoline injury with my kid. Um, I was jumping on the trampoline. The trampoline's too low. I bounced on it. I hit the ground. It hurt. Kind of hurt my hip, my leg. And I just kind of never went back. Yeah. Uh, to the audience, guys, you can always go back. Even if you've never, even if you haven't run or you haven't run in years, like I have it, you can always just pick it up because otherwise you'll never do it. And I say this to me too because I need to. And one of the things I've always wanted to do was, was run a Disney race, be it a 5K or a 10K or something like that. So for somebody like me who can run comfortably even right now i could probably do an 11 minute mile comfortably if i really push myself i could get lower over time you know is that something that you think i'd be average out there i mean i, I wouldn't oh, be last absolutely. i wouldn't be last would i would be horrible no so. absolutely and that's the thing that is the greatest thing that i love about run disney is the runners there are all different shapes all different mm -hmm. sizes all different paces you've got you know, I've met some of the most elite runners I've ever met in my life, including Olympians. I have mm. a friend who is an Olympian who runs these races that I've gotten to meet. And then there are people that are, you know, the back of the packers, the party runners. We joke that our 5Ks at Disney were team two-hour 5K because mm -hmm. we will spend two hours on the course. We stop for pictures. We stop for snacks. We have fun. We walk. Well, like, and that's, that's and the great thing about it <laughs> is if you're afraid your time's going to be really slow, I can't roll and run up so slow. You're, you've got the snacks, you've got the characters, things like that. Yeah. So you can tell people, it took you how long to finish? Yeah, but you know what? I met uh, Launchpad McQuack. I met, oh, yeah. uh, I met whatever, Scrooge McDuck. I met uh, Stitch and Lilo. And so you can throw in all this. I stopped here. I stopped there. What, oh, okay. Well, that's why it took you seven hours to run up, run three well, miles. What's exactly. really funny is I have another friend who's a Boston qualifying runner. He is extremely fast. And one of his greatest accomplishments is he was the last male finisher in his age group <laughs> at the awesome. full marathon. It was like over eight hours. It was that insane. Awesome. Yeah, he I could. Rides, I just don't think I could do a marathon. <laughs> I just don't think I could do a marathon. It's just, it's so hard. It just sounds so, now, if there were like a biking event, I could do that because I love the bike. Just yeah. The running thing is just, you have to run. In order to do the running thing, you have to run. And that's the hard part is the running. It's just like, oh, it's exhausting. Sarah, this has been wonderful. This yes. has been fantastic. So, um, people, where do people find you? Tell me where uh, they want to go on the Instagrams or the, uh, or the, or the internets. Where would they find you? I pretty much live on Instagram yes, at Hi Ho Sarah, and it's H E I G H. So Hi Ho Sarah, right. um, and then I have a blog ish that it exists. It's mm -hmm. HiHoSarah.com, um, and then you know we're on on the website ParkandPreston.com is this the agency website if anybody wants to head over there. And we actually just I haven't really announced it yet, but we joke that. It's the Hi Ho Travel Co. It's kind of uh -huh. our Run Disney theme. And that sounds great. I love the Hi Ho Travel Co. I saw your little logo and everything. And I was we're like, having I, a lot of fun with it. I was it. like, I'm in love with this logo. I think this is fantastic. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> I love it. And you know. we have an Instagram GIF that I'm obsessed with using. Oh, yes. I saw that too. I told you. I was like, I, I want to marry this GIF. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love but you it. can so. now go to HiHoTravelCo.com mm -hmm. and that kind of leads you to all of our Run Disney stuff. Right. So good times. Good, good deal. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And guys, this is, she's very true. Like on Instagram, Instagram, she kind of owns it. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun watching her adventures because she lives a few hours away from the parks, I and do. so she goes to the parks frequently, which is her or their family, and the girls are adorable. And so it's just fun watching all the things you you do because I'm nine hours away. I don't get down there very often, or as often as I'd like, which 
I'd like to be there like every week, but obviously it's going to happen. <laughs> we got to get you um, out for a race. Like, yeah, I would, I, 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 I will commit to do that. I will commit to do that. We'll do that sometime between next year and 2030. We, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I will train for that. I will train for that one K and I will make it happen. Um, now, of course it is, well, I do have to throw this in there. It is a little cost prohibitive for some people because they can, it can be, be. expensive. I mean, they're, you're talking hundreds of dollars. And if you're doing a package, you're actually doing a Walt Disney World package with your room and your ticket if you want a ticket because tickets are not provided or anything like that. But with the race itself, you do get your medal for finishing mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, is there any other little things they throw in there for the race? I know you meet the characters and stuff like that. Is there anything else they toss in? For Wine and Dine, that's the one that's in November. And for folks that run the half marathon, you do get a ticket to the after party mm -hmm. at Epcot. And that's something that's unique to that one weekend where you can get into Epcot at like 4 p.m. They close the park early and they have nice. this, this right. unique experience for those runners. And so for Wine and Dine, you do get kind of an extra bonus because that ticket's like 80 or 90 bucks. So that's a, that's a pretty good. big extra you get for Wine and Dine. Good, good, good. Sarah, thank you for joining, joining me it on the show. It's been pleasure. great. It is my pleasure. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. And that is our show, folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving week. If we don't talk again, hopefully we will. I should have a show for you next week, a Thanksgiving show of some sort, and we'll have a good time then, like always. Thank you so much to Hi Ho Sarah for coming on, telling us all about Run Disney. Find me, magiconadollar.com, or email me, magiconadollar at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, of course, magiconadollar. And on Facebook, you can find me at magic or Disney on a dollar. I'm in all those type places. And again, share the show. Tell people about the show. I would love for other people to pick up the show as well. Got some great stuff coming up this holiday season, and we're going to start hitting some Disney movies pretty soon. Uh, kind of got some ideas in the works where I want to kind of take you down a path where there are Disney movies and talk about some great films. Um, we're going to have a deep dive into the Santa Claus coming up in a couple of weeks, so I want you to Definitely pay attention to that. It's coming up. Look for that. I'll, I'll be advertising that like crazy. Anyway, my name is Dave. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And uh, you guys have a great week. Hey, don't forget, thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar. Facebook at Disney on a Dollar. And of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.